Allow me to introduce myself. Hey, everybody. This is Ari in the Air. And I'm officially changing my podcast. It's not going to be the How to Adventure podcast anymore because you know how to adventure at this point. I'm changing it to the Airy in the Air podcast or just Airy in the Air in general. Doing that for a couple of reasons. One, because I feel like I put myself in a box with how to adventure. And I've seen in myself my own desire to talk about different things, to talk about philosophy, to talk about relationships, to talk about people, to talk about places and culture. And that's not all how to adventure. And I just want to... The reason I do this podcast is to give myself a creative space for me to share my ideas and try to inspire you. And so I think that this is just more fitting title and moving forward when there's 5,000 of these things a decade from now, then 5,000, that's hilarious, more like 50 in 10 years at this rate. But you know what I mean. Uh, so yeah some new artwork a new title thanks for tuning in so today what I want to talk about is the pinnacle of relationships pinnacle of relationships why would I talk about this well the best things in life are connections they are relationships I have been all over the world. I have done all kinds of different sports. I have had incredible, super surreal, out of this world experiences. But the best things in life for me are my friends. Yes, they are. There is a Maori quote, Maori indigenous people of New Zealand that says, if you ask me what is the What are the best things on earth? I will answer, it is people. It is people. It is people. The best things in life are people and relationships and connections. So it is of the utmost importance that we recognize that and we think about that and we talk about that and we develop in ourselves the ability to strengthen those bonds, to create those bonds, to repair those bonds. Yes, yes, now this is what we're talking about. So the first thing that I want to set up for you is modification of behavior. So we are all trying to modify one another's behavior. And this is something that all too often goes completely rejected. And most people in a relationship say, oh, I'm not trying to control you. Oh no, I'm not trying to change your behavior. When in reality, yes they are. Yes they are. And there is a huge problem, there's a huge danger when you're trying to do something and you're not being honest with yourself that you're trying to do it. Even if you say, hey, could you pass me the salt? You're trying to modify someone's behavior from not passing you the salt to passing you the salt. It is a verbal communication 
that is requesting a change of behavior. When you ask someone to do that, you think it's reasonable that they would pass you the salt. And they think it's reasonable that you would want them to pass you the salt. So both people oblige and you ask and they pass the salt. It's not a big deal. So we have been modifying one another's behavior for as long as we've been people. Evolutionarily, we have to modify one another's behavior. A father has to modify the behavior of the son so that the son stays safe, so that the son knows what berries are poisonous and how to kill a deer and how to make a shelter and pass on knowledge. And then on top of that, then he has to modify the son's behavior to his preference so he doesn't hate his son. And that's really important stuff. We've been doing it forever. Hmm, yes. So this is a really important thing to accept and to embody, that you are going to ask people to modify their behavior. The most important thing that this realization will unlock for you is that once you tell yourself, okay, I'm gonna modify this person's behavior, and you're honest about that, then you can say, should I be modifying their behavior? If so, what is the modification that I'm asking for? If I should be modifying their behavior and I know what the modification is, then I can start thinking about what is the most effective way that I can get them to modify their behavior. Isn't that a, isn't that a just a freeing concept? That okay, I'm gonna try to get what I want here. First of all, let's make sure that what I want is right. It is based in virtue. It is based in truth. And it's not just me being an asshole. Not just me being a diva and asking for my preference. Two, that let's clearly define exactly what I'm asking for here so that if I'm gonna try to get it, I should know what I'm trying to get. And three, if I'm going to want to get it and know it's right and know what I'm asking for, how do I get it? So empowering. So, for a second, let's just look at the at doing it wrong. There are people in the world, and you know them, you have definitely interacted with them, and maybe you are them, sometimes. We call these people manipulators. We call them manipulative. Sometimes they use their emotions. Sometimes they are sneaky. There's all kinds of different tactics but you don't want to be manipulative. At the same time, you're trying to manipulate someone else's behavior. What's the difference? And I thought for a long time about this. What is the difference between someone trying to get what they want and try to modify someone else's behavior and between a manipulator who is going around, sneaking around? Hmm, what is the difference? So. First of all, the reason that someone wouldn't like a manipulator is A, 
The manipulator is having effect. They are having effect. They are being successful in manipulating someone else. If they weren't having effect, then they would just be a futile liar who no one likes, you know, and then they would be seen right through and they wouldn't have effect and it wouldn't really even be a problem. But the reason that a manipulator is a problem is because they are having effect. But it's how they're having effect that makes it wrong. And the problem with what they're doing is that it's inherently involuntary. It's involuntary because the person who's that is being manipulated doesn't know it. They're trying to keep that a secret. That is dishonest and it is involuntary. It is dishonest because the manipulator is hiding his intent. He's hiding why he's manipulating. And he's also hiding the modification of the behavior itself. He's not coming out clearly and saying, I think you should change your behavior. This is why I think, and this is the change that I think that you should make. No, he's, he's using, and I'm using he here, but it is he and she, we all know that. But he's, he's using subversive tactics to try to get what he wants without the other person knowing that he's trying to get it. That's inherently bad because when the person who's being modified finds out about it, they have a ton of resentment and disdain for the manipulator and, and they see the manipulator for what he is. He's being manipulative and dishonest. Honesty is really, really important. It's, uh, the, it's the most important virtue. It is the most important virtue. So. So to do it and not be a manipulator is the pinnacle of relationships. Okay. And let me, exp let me break that down a little. So if you think about yourself and how you want to be long enough and hard enough and you study philosophy and virtue enough to know what is good and what is right and have a really strong framework that you have a long track record using that helps you determine what is good and what is right then you have a solid footing in honesty and when you have a solid footing in honesty, then you can share with the people who are, you are trying to modify their behavior, why you are trying to modify their behavior, why you think that the modification of behavior that you're seeking is just and moral and serving them and serving you and serving humanity. You are also making it abundantly clear what the modification is. And these things are justified not by preference, not by subjective preference. No, they are justified in virtue and in truth and objectivity. They are justified in reason and evidence. 
when you do this, when you are clear and honest with people about why you think they should modify their behavior, what modification to their behavior you think they should do, and how best you can communicate it so that they'll receive it, and how best they can go about modifying their own behavior, if you do that over and over, and you are you do that based in virtue and in truth, that pe- person and those people will begin to trust you in a profound way. They will trust you in a really, really profound way. And when they see consciously and unconsciously your virtue and your goodness and your honesty, they will trust that the modifications you are recommending are good for them and that they will receive that in a powerful way. Not only will they receive it, they will be supple They will be willing and they will be able to receive that. And they will trust that the modifications of their behavior that you are asking them to do are in their best interests. And that you are not just trying to jerk them around with your preferences. They will see that you are not just trying to jerk them around with your own traumas, with your own damage, with your own way of thinking, with your own particular brand of bullshit. No, if you base it in virtue and you base it in the truth, then and only then can that person trust you. And it is completely reciprocal. They will only trust you if when they have a modification for your behavior that is based in truth and in virtue, that you are supple, that you are willing to hear it and to think about it and to talk about it and to consider it, and that you have the power to change yourself, that you have a power to control your behavior, to control your words. The pinnacle of relationships is two people who are both dedicated to truth and to virtue. They are dedicated to honesty and openness and communication, and they see each other in that. They are willing to modify their behavior to the other person's preferences because they trust that their preferences are based also in virtue and in truth. The pinnacle of relationships is being supple and being a person who's rooted enough in truth and virtue that you can guide other people. Once you can guide other people, then you can find the people in the world who can guide you. And the pinnacle of relationships is when you are a person who can guide and be guided. That is it. It is the fucking summit of the mountain. 
it is the summit of the mountain and you don't sit there no you fly from there it's only up and up and up and up from there oh it's so good it's so fucking good I have this relationship with Chris Hoyt okay I have this relationship with Chris Hoyt if he has a modification of my behavior I know that he has thought a lot about it and he knows that if he asks me to modify my behavior that he's accepted the reality that he's going to try to modify my behavior and that he's looked at the modification of behavior that he's asking for and he's deemed it to be good and to be right and to be just and to be virtuous and he's also thought about his communication with me enough that he wants it to be effective so he's gonna put it in a way that is clear and concise and compassionate And when I receive that, I receive that as just pure love and that he wants to lift me up and he wants me to be the best person that I can be. And I receive that in a profound way. And that is that is the that is the best gift I could be given by a person is for them to see the values that I have expressed which is a really important part that I don't think I've touched on. For a person to be able to guide you, you have to be clear, concise, open, and communicating the values that you want to embody. If you want to be a manipulative liar, and you can express that, and then you start telling the truth, then your friends have to say, hey man, you're kind of telling the truth. You need to be a manipulative liar. so that it can guide you to the values that you want to be. But if you want to be honest and you want to be open and you want to be virtuous and you want to lift up on other people and you want to be in control of your thoughts and actions and speech and you express that to the people who you are close and care about, then they can guide you and they can say, Hey, Ari, that thing you said at dinner that is not in line with your values. And they don't need to chastise you. They don't need to tell you why that's wrong. No, you know why that's wrong. And the most powerful thing that person can tell you at that point is that you are acting outside of the values that you have expressed to me. They don't have to say, hey, you're being a jerk. Hey, you're... No. All they have to say is, hey, you are acting outside of the values that you have clearly expressed. The person that you want to be, this is not you being that person. And that is a powerful, powerful thing. For a person who has expressed who they want to be and how they want to be, that is a powerful thing to say. Hey, the person that you want to be, this isn't it. This isn't it. You're missing the mark here. And the, the most powerful thing about that is that that person is not making the mark for you. The modification of your behavior when it comes from someone else's mark, that's when it's unsolicited. That's when it's unsolicited. No one wants that. No one wants to be given unsolicited advice. But when you clearly delineate what it is that you expect yourself to be and how you expect yourself to act, then when someone tells you that you're not acting that way, 
that is very powerful because it's your mark that you've set. It is your mark. It is not their mark. If you set these marks for yourself and you are clear and open and honest and communicative with the people that you love and that you're close with about this mark that you've set for yourself, they will be inspired that you have set a mark for your own behavior. They will be inspired. They will notice. I swear to God, they will notice so fast. It is so rare in this world that people do that. It is so rare. We just make excuses for our own behavior so much. But if you think long and hard about who you are, how you are, and why you are that way, and how you want to be, and you set that mark really, really high, and you tell the people around you, this is the mark that I set for myself, and I need you to hold me to that mark, oh my God, they will trust you so much. The strength of the bond that you will build by doing that is stronger than any bond that you can imagine. It is the strongest bond. It is the pinnacle of relationships. Oh, I hope that for you. I will hope that for you. I hope you will do that for yourself, that you will think about how you want to be. What is the best possible version of yourself? How does the best possible version of yourself speak? How does the best possible version of yourself act? And then can you carefully enough articulate that version of yourself so much so that the people around you know when he's there and know when he's not there and trust that you will receive it well enough that they will tell you when he's not there. This is the pinnacle of relationships and I hope it for you. I love you. Share this. Be that. Let me know what you think. Stay tuned. From a beautiful beach in Hawaii. I'll see you next time.